Hold on. I'm in my Wayne bag this week. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of the best songs on the album. Oh, this just feels good. Let me, get, let me get a little volume on this one. Oh, you yeah. You ain't hove. Don't ask I'm for hove. volume. Hey, Don't turn ask for volume. <laughs> hey, can, we, can you turn my headphones up? Yeah, you ain't hove. Don't ask for <laughs> volume, son. Don't do that. <laughs> that Carter V, man. That Carter V. Can you say Carter V? Can you say what? Can you say Carter V? Is it iPhone X or iPhone 10? It's iPhone X. Okay. Then it's Carter V. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Welcome, 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 welcome. Is this the pilot episode? Yes, sir. Is this the pilot episode? This is good. Yep. Episode yep. Zero, zero, 001. Episode 2. Oh, oh. Pilot. episode 2. Episode, my bad. episode 1. 2. Episode 2. My bad. My bad. To the marketing. <laughs> I guess we're running with marketing misfits. Yeah. Marketing man. misfits. I like it. Marketing well, misfits. This is, we're, we're such marketing misfits that we're making up the name of the podcast. On the fly. As we're recording the podcast. Hey, man. If you've ever been in a pitch, that's how it goes. This has to <laughs> make, make that shit up. up. On the fly, brother. <laughs> the yep. best things. The, the best things are made. Hey. Like, yo, we can hit them impressions. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Freestyle it. Real quick, man. Real quick. We'll do quick introductions. Uh, Mike Summers. Took everything in me not to say your boy. Um, <laughs> <'cause he's a laughs> DJ. I really, I just really don't want to be that guy. DJ in the nightlife. Right. <laughs> Mike Summers, a um, little bit by myself, lead digital marketing for a billion dollar CPG brand. Um, yes, uh, I lead a multicultural strategy for a big tech company. I'm Stuart Cornelius. I'm a uh, agency development lead at a social media company. Cool. Ryan Chappelle, uh, lead brand marketing for a major uh, spirits brand. And for all you colored people out there, that's how you don't lose your job. Yes. yes. <laughs> we do have bills to pay. That is how you tell people where <laughs> you work <laughs> and make sure that you yeah. still have a place to go. Man, we're so, we're so sensitive to that, right? Like, we can't. I'm, we ain't trying how to bad is no that? money talk around here. psychological safety. Yo. How bad crazy. is that? And we're like, at any day, <laughs> okay. I might get booted out of here. It I says that one, that one post, that <laughs> one post that on Instagram, Twitter, wherever. Oh, yeah. Yo, the crazy. I feel like you gotta go. The crazy part in all of that is like, as successful as we are, we're still very aware, acutely aware of oh, like. Oh, nah, not, not, acute, not, a, not acute, very. Very aware. <laughs> you want to keep this money or no? Yeah, seriously. It's that simple. Oh, I felt like that ever since I was pushing buggies at Kroger. Yeah, that's real. <laughs> like, you ain't going to fire me. For you Northeastern kids, Kroger is a large grocery chain in the Southeast region of, of America. <laughs> that I eventually did get fired from. Yes, it happened. What happened? What, what did you get fired from? Oh, tell us about this. Oh, no, we're not going through that. Oh, man. That is, not, that is for another day. <laughs> Mike <laughs> stole crab legs. <laughs> <laughs> I have not gotten fired that's from another job since. That's that's what it was, yo. I need this for my gumbo, yo. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, it's about to be fire. We did have the steamed shrimp up in there. You could buy the shrimp raw, then they steam it up in there. Was it Devane, though? Oh, you know how many people don't know about Devane yeah, and shrimp? Yeah, that I shit is crazy. I don't know. We had to peel it. It was oh, clean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It, it was you clean. You getting in the cooking, bro, bro? Yeah. So wait, why are we here, y'all? So why, All right. do, why do we start this up? Marketing podcast. Because we like seafood. <laughs> <laughs> we do. <laughs> I do. <laughs> oh, man. So we have a bunch of experienced marketers in the room who listen to a lot of marketing podcasts. Yeah. And a lot of brand experts in training, marketing experts in training. Yes, yes, yes. But we still can screw up every now still and then. Still can screw up just it's every fine. now and then. Listen to marketing podcasts. Get not informed. Enough to, not enough to lose our job, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We get informed, but we fall asleep halfway through. It's, a, it's enough to be dangerous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's enough to be dangerous. We feel like we need some representation in the marketing world. Yeah, well. Absolutely. Podcast world, marketing you know, world, brand world, advertising. We're like those young millennials. Digital. Media. Everything. 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 Social, yeah. Content. All of it. All of it. All of it. All of it. So you guys only have a, sorry, but. 
<laughs> this is it. The representation is so this low. Is all, this is all you got. <laughs> that this is what you're facing <laughs> with. This is all you got. <laughs> this is it. You know, it could be worse, man. It could be. Could be a couple, it could be better if you join us. It, it? it could be. It could be a couple dudes named John up here right now just kicking it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There is probably a John on There is a John uh, listening. One of our alternative Shout podcasts, out to probably. Out there. My bad. <laughs> I'm not hating on John. Great name. Not at all. You know what I'm <laughs> I grew up Catholic, John the Baptist, so I'm, you know, I'm messing with it. Oh, man. <laughs> Oh man! All right, so so we want to we want to drop some some informative uh, marketing news, kind of catch everybody up um, yeah. on whatever's going on. Be a nice little balance, little balance uh, what's going on in the industry, but also what's going on in the real world culture. Yeah. Where you want to start? You want to do ad week? What you want to do? I like the ad week. Actually. Yeah, that's a good start. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ad week for everybody that doesn't know advertising week in New York City. Tell us what it is. Um, I mean, really, it's just a way for companies to speak about the different things that they're um, kind of piloting, but also what they've learned over the past year as it pertains to advertising and marketing and the different trends and how to leverage the platforms that are out there. As, as you all know, I'm sure it's a very uh, fragmented um, you know, industry out there. And so a lot of marketers want to know how they can get the most return on our on ad spend ROAS boom first uh Bow. first buzzword, buzzword. first oh, buzzword we're, we're, dro- we're dropping them? Okay. Yeah, we dropping them it's, it's all about the buzzwords yeah so you know everybody wants to figure out there it is we got drops now ROAS oh we out here that's perfect oh man um, so, I actually yeah. hate that word uh, we all hate it I hate we it too hate it. it doesn't mean it doesn't mean anything when you come when you're on the other side me it, and, yeah it's real oh over admitting yeah. it doesn't mean anything now no, it means something, but for, for <laughs> no, it means nothing. No, no, no. If you literally means if you're, nothing. If you're at the client and the agency is important, but if you're at the publisher, you hate that that I whole metric. You yeah. can't. If you're, it's, but if it's you're like a curse word. As a as a client, I've always been on the client side. Like I still think it's BS when people come in talking about Ross. I'm like, you don't even know how to measure that. This is what I mean, or you're measuring in a way that doesn't okay. make sense. For okay, so, and so you know, so, you know what they're gonna say is marketing mixed modeling now, right? You know, MMM is the first thing that comes out of people's mouth. We could do this. All I wish I had. I wish I had an emoji right now because I'm. I, w- I, w- I want to do a, a quick little one-on-one definition for ROAS for, yeah. for the yeah, people let's who are do that. real quick. Come on, Mike, um, speak about um, it. So, for example, so we usually talk ROI, right? So, yeah. ROI. Tell that for the people that don't know what ROI is. Return, return on, investment. on investment. There it is. Yes, so, yes. I give you X and you give me X plus. Yes, yes. So, let's let's use an it example. It's like a drug deal, but it's not. <laughs> it, it's not. <laughs> Almost, let's, maybe, sometimes, depending on. <laughs> let's, let's, Where you no, work. No, 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 no. <laughs> let's say we're on Amazon. And yep. um, let's say I'm selling you a... Um, a Coca-Cola. Um, and, and you get on there and I, I put advertising behind it and I spend $1 on it. You buy a $2 Coca-Cola. I had a, a 2X ROI. Return on ad spend says not only does that count, but that counts if that person saw that ad saw that ad, and they come back and buy it later on. Yeah. It counts if that person saw that ad and they go and buy it offline, which you may or may not be able to measure. And we're just modeling out. That ad also counts if that person saw that ad and they went and bought a cherry Coca-Cola or mm-hmm. a diet Coca-Cola mm-hmm. later on. And I'm attributing all of that to that to that one sale. And um, all of that is part of at- attribution. And on the publisher side, when you're a mobile platform, trying to figure out how to measure the entire customer journey is, is a big part of what we're trying to get right, right? So when was your first introduction or first exposure? And how did you go through that customer journey? Maybe you saw it on Twitter, shameless plug. And and then maybe you saw it on, you know, you were watching Dancing with the Stars or whatever. And then you decided to go to your laptop because maybe it was a high-end purchase and you decided to convert there. So how do we give or how do we break it down to give each point of, of exposure credit? Right? So there's something there. 
That like that that's definitely a yeah. thing. Yeah. Oh no, that's what we're if we could solve that. The measurement yeah. of it mm-hmm. is is pretty bogus right now. So it's all we're kind of just out well because it's fragmented as yeah. I mentioned earlier. That's that's really yeah. what it is yeah, for sure. But then yeah. I would say also Ad Week was also about shameless plugs for various vendors. Yeah. And oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, it's, it's, that's, I mean, if you <laughs> we're spon- misfits, we we'll keep I it real, mean, right? If I sponsor so. a panel, I'm about to get I'm about to get these hits off. I'm about to be sure. like, let me just go through this capabilities deck real quick. Yeah. Easy. <laughs> <laughs> While I'm here. Yeah, we plugging it for sure. Yeah. So we we uh, a lot of plugs, a lot of um, some some good stuff, some good stuff, some bad, some ugly. Yeah, some. We'll do, let's start with the. Let's we'll start with the bad or the good. I there's more do. gems, but there's a lot of things to weed through. So, so what were your? There is a lot of just in general too many panels to weed through. Right. So okay. So the, here's the context. Mike and Ryan went and uh, actually, you know, were at the different events, the ones that they can attend because the bigger ones, you you had kind of had to skip. The ones after. So, so, so similar to a music festival. Said. Yeah. So, so exactly. think of a music festival. Think of 12 different stages going on and 12 different artists performing. Minus the drugs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Minus with, the drugs. With, with people in suits. <laughs> yeah. And in between performances, everybody's shuffling around trying to get mm-hmm. to the next stage or, or whatever. And I, maybe you make it in. Maybe you don't if it's hot. Um Etc. An, an overflow room like we're at church in the, the basement. Right. Overflow room is the hidden gem of Adweek, by the way. Boom. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna need that like plug for you know oh. discounted amount oh, yeah. for the overflow. I, I would definitely overflow sign room up for that. Is a movie theater with 12 screens going on of all the stages and just a headphone with a radio to where you can tune into what oh, you're going to. You turn to the different channels and that's everything. Cool. That's it's pretty incredible. Cool. That's right. Sit there be. with your laptop. Yeah. Do your work and pretend work. like you're at work. Maybe if you you know. Technology, baby. It's a win. <laughs> so I think, um, so two big things we want to talk through today. Uh, I think gems, um, content was one of them. Content, Con- content. I don't think that goes away. You don't think it goes away? No. Content, content's always going to be a thing that brands are trying to figure out how to do well. But the aspect of it is that they don't really have the bandwidth to do traditional TVCs and then also then produce social media forward content because it's, the social media portion takes so much time, and there's so many different assets that they and need so to create. There's so much like, more create. thoughthful, too. Yeah. yeah but, you have to have, like, a community manager. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's so important that. to, like, pushing the brand that I think that while well, brands, depends, they depends, hate it. Depends on your brand, right, though, right? Yeah, but, I mean, while they hate the fact that they have yeah. to lean in so much for, like, six seconds or ten seconds for whatever the asset, like, calls for, yep. they understand that it's important. Where, yeah, like, it sure. took some time to get there, man. It was like, yo, TVCs, we're going to cut it down to six seconds. And we were like, no, that's not going to work at all. So so what's funny is we were talking about so much effort. And uh, so Will Smith, one of the star presenters. The God. Yes. We all know who Will, Will Smith, Smith is. I'm I love assuming. him. He's resurfacing. He, oh, yeah. Yo, I'm he's, so glad he took that's, time. that's how he's talking I about himself. Him. He's like, he feels like he's resurfaced or, you know, reinvigorated himself. Do you guys yeah, know. know he turned 50? He just turned 50. He, just he turned does 50. not look 50. No, he doesn't. So how did he celebrate his 50th? So, so, so before we get into that, before we get <laughs> yeah, into that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for, um, he, he, he talked about so much effort, and his point was actually the opposite of that. Mm-hmm. So he he um he brought a lot of points up. This is one of them. Um, he basically talked about... Um, so back in the day you had to do all this like kind of planning and grinding and, and that's how mm-hmm. you built like these master things and, yeah. and it was all about you talked compared to movies and you built this in, entire great movie and everything was about the trailer and you, you yeah. showed this trailer real quick except and, for Wild West but yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he, brought, he, brought, he was cracking <laughs> so, jokes about Wild yeah. West it was pretty funny so, so yes you, so he said today um, it's no longer about the trailer because Friday at 7.30 everybody's tweeting like oh Wild Wild West sucks yeah <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. So you don't have the trailer to make all your money no, anymore. It's true right. because there was a le- there was a level of mystery or mystery that exactly. like, that was like okay, 
right. He's like, you could can, be good. Mm-hmm. It could be bad. Exactly. But I'm gonna check it out and see what the deal is. So, so he compared it. Uh, I may be misquoting him here, but it was, it was the same vein. Paraphrase. It's cool. Um, so compared to like a camping trip, and it's like you 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 don't go out and plan this camping trip. You go out and you say. Oh, there's a stream over there. Let me go see what's going mm-hmm. on right here. Yep. Oh, it's a tree right here. Let me go see what's mm-hmm. going on right here. Yeah, he's yep. talking about being a linebacker and just like watching, watching yeah, yeah. everything and then grabbing what yeah, yeah, yeah. you should be creating. Or we're not messing with the NFL on. right now, but yeah, yeah. I get it. We're, yeah, we're yeah. not. <laughs> we're, we're not. <laughs> I'm it. not. I get it. I'm <laughs> but, with it. But that, but that level of like real time creation, right? Uh, um, and reaction to, to to what's going on in the real world. I don't know. To to me, that was that was that was something kind of impactful. For yeah, me. for me, it was about like he paraphrasing what will smith said was all about not creating trailers but not creating good trailers but creating good movies right so it's about creating good content all the time whether it's tv whether it's short form content mid form long form i think a lot of brands are starting to branch out and do different things i know like live nation created that superfly movie with tiana taylor talking about uh hennessy shameless plug (laughs) yeah well so i think you bring up a really interesting point because me and yesi on the other side right where you know we're on the publisher side but for you guys as brand managers like What's the takeaway there? Like, how do you incorporate the advice that he gave you in those sessions? It's so hard, man. Um, what's hard about it is because it sounds actual, good. So right? it's not doing it; it's doing it in a large company. Yeah, yeah. And you're talking well, about yes. approvals yes. and buy-in, yes, 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 and it, it, it. You know, if I work for a small company, I just pick up my my Instagram handle and I just mm-hmm. start shooting. Yeah, I literally just start shooting. But now I, I got to go through approvals and, and actually plan it out and create these uh, create pieces. Of go content. through the brand team. The, the go through your media team. Go through the, the briefs. Team. I yeah. think I think what he mentioned. I didn't actually go to Adweek, but I did read um, the article sure. that came out after it. Um, what I love that he mentioned is that sometimes we rely too much on metrics and analytics and mm. we forget the human aspect of something that really could resonate. <laughs> snap fingers, snap. And hey. so, <laughs> praise and hands I, everywhere. And I, and I couldn't agree <laughs> more because True. especially when you have to go through so many red flags and approval processes you lose the he- the gut like your yeah, gut feeling right it's true man Sometimes you're giving you're- all the all the all the gems <laughs> will yeah. was well, dropping yes that's why the so female good. voice is here guys hey, you got to keep look, it keep us back us, on track bring us home mama yes that's what i'm talking <laughs> so, about so i i i really love the fact that he just wants to put all analytics aside yeah. right what makes a good trailer yeah uh, and really focus on what he feels Emotion. What, he, what he wants to create what makes him happy what he thinks will make people happy and I think now that he's in another phase in his career I think it's an opportunity for him to really connect with younger viewers that are so far beyond the BS right and just really just one real but you know the interesting thing that you touched on there and I I just felt it as you said it because you did it so eloquently it was that a lot of the brands are older when you when you take a look at all the brands that are still playing in the space today, you know, even for tech, when you look at like a Dell or you look like look at like a GE right now who's really struggling to to try to figure out what their identity is, you can find that kind of personification within Will Smith, right? Is is getting back to the human element and not so much the analytics and and all of the numbers that you can get lost. Mm-hmm. In, He's probably like know? the strongest example of like just pure human emotion yeah. in a positive oh, yeah. sense, right? Oh, yeah. So let me give the that, let me give the hot take of, of what what he said with the metrics cuz it yeah. was it was really a dope hot take. Sure. He, he basically said the metrics train your train your gut. So the the most the most important thing we have or the most valuable thing we have is, is our gut and the metrics. It's a, a trained gut, right? Yeah. yeah. And the metrics are there to train the gut. And he said the metrics keep you from failing. But they don't get you to to God, is yeah, what he was saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So he said it's within that 80, 85% of mm-hmm. uh, execution. Because metrics are safe. 
Exactly. Very safe. Metrics are safe. So it keeps you in the 885 range. Yeah. But when you're talking about that that stuff that's really the over the top, level, yeah. metrics aren't going to get you. That 15 percent is going to take you to that 150. Get exactly. you with that Nike. The metrics are not going to yeah. get you. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's right. it. Risk. The risk factor. I love the hot take. And he uh he he said a lot, man. So he he had a. He had a hot take about Jaden Smith, which was um, which is kind of I don't count. It's the same. We're not going with that one. Yeah, uh, no, no, we're not going with that one. He had a hot take about Jaden Smith. He uh, he talked about the Wild West. He talked. Oh, about like the, the challenge though. Shout out to the challenge. The uh, I don't even know what they the call it. The, the pure water challenge where you put your kids on your on your shoulder. Now, have you seen this? No, 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 no. Oh man! So Will Smith, uh, they unleashed the the water. I, I forget what it's called. Maybe it's called pure. Yeah, it's not right. called pure, but, but Jaden's uh, a little James box water. water. Mm-hmm. It's the box water, whatever. Yeah. They they just um released it in Target, and it's maybe a great. It's pure. Hold on. I really don't know. I don't remember. But I I was so focused on the photo that I didn't even <laughs> I missed the brand. But um. It was. It's a picture of him, Will Smith, with his son Jaden on his shoulders, and another dad and his kid on his shoulders, mm. and he's trying to make that the new challenge. So mm. I forget the hashtag, and that's all. You bring up a funny point because I remember uh, when Mike was talking about. He's like, you know, if you're a smaller brand or something like that, you just pick up your phone and start shooting content. That's exactly what Jaden did in Target, yeah, right? So yeah. Jaden's in Target with the uh, the new iPhone uh, software. The was it Memoji? I think it's called. Is that uh, what it's called? I think it's called Memoji. Oh, Piggyback Challenge is the name mm. of it. Yeah, so it's like Memoji. You create that uh, that talking head, animated talking head, and so he's in Target just shooting with his dad, hanging out. Yeah. I love it. So I'm sure that shit will be I mean, be yeah, but if your dad was Will Smith, that's dope. Well, that's, <laughs> of course. Well, that also, falls, that also falls that's to this whole thing, and this isn't the first time he said it, but he did kind of repeat this, is um, when he came up, it was all about star Star power was all driven on like distance. So mm-hmm. um, you only saw stars in like a magazine yeah. or a movie. You had to really there was build less up. access. Exactly, less yeah. access. So you had to build up to see Wild Wild West. So I hope which, mm-hmm. I need another I movie. Mean, that's bad. Yeah, Men in Black. Men in Black. Yeah, Men in Black. Seven Pounds. Yeah, Men in Black did Seven Pounds. Black. Seven Seven Black. Pounds. Seven Pounds. Good. That's, that's a good one too. That's a good movie. That's a good movie. Men in Black. If you want to cry the whole time, but they did half a billion. Men in Black. That's five. Half a billion. Yeah, they did five hundred and fifty-seven million on the whole franchise. Men in Black. So that's, a new that's one coming out next year. Yeah, yeah, I heard they recast it. Yeah, yeah. They got Thor and that's, so that's their whole thing. Their whole thing is is redoing with new actors, um, similar to like Jurassic, Jurassic, whatever. What? That's the reason why they Jurassic did it. Park. Yeah, yeah. That's the reason. That was their inflection point. So, that was their data point that yeah, allowed yeah. them to do it. Yeah. yeah. Um. Oh yeah. So 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 access. Mm-hmm. Um. So you couldn't have access to stars, but now it's all about like content. How you give them the most access? You have the, you know you Kim Kardashians of the world, and you know everything about them. But um, you know what's interesting is that. For Will Smith, he found a beautiful way to take the time off and study it and then come back with with, with a strategy. It's not even really a strategy, but it's it's more of a, a, a North Star with which he's looking at how he produces his content, right. which is dope because it's that, that human element is still so integral to what he does. And um, I think that that's why everyone's kind of looking at it like, yo. We we really did miss Will Smith. You what, know what, he, what he said that was really profound was talking about creating joy, right? Yeah. So it's like what you create or the content that you create should be all about creating joy and expansion for that human that you're engaging with or that, Word. you know, the brand that's talking to whoever their target audience is. Um, that really, like, captivated me in terms of just making sure, like, the brand that I, the brands that I work on is, like, all about creating joy yeah. in that contextual moment that makes sense for that consumer, right? It's real. So, it was dope, man. I think that I think that's what we're getting to. It's dope. Uh, actually, one more hot take: metrics. <laughs> oh God, metrics. metrics. Tell us about metrics. Not oh God. No, no. So he, <laughs> he, he metrics, had an example. Mike. He had an example that stuck with me. Um, he was basically saying like all the metrics that Titanic shouldn't um, shouldn't shouldn't work. 
Um, so as a movie, you mean? As a movie. So the metrics were saying Titanic is a time. What did Wild, what would, what did Wild, Wild West say? Then? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, That's my question. <laughs> so he said Titanic is a. Um, it was a timepiece, and it, I can tell you can think yeah, of everything you want to say here. Period but, piece, yeah. Yeah, but it was, yeah, it was a period piece. It, it had American actors, therefore it only do like 85. It was mainly uh, white, yeah. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It only do like 85 million or something like that, uh, whatever it was. Yeah. Um, And uh, it can never be big, and they were, kept showing it. And he was saying, like, it's a period piece, but they every time they showed it, like, women were in the audience, like, crying yeah. and, and getting really emotional. And they're like, no, 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 but it's a period piece. <laughs> Man, not to yeah. take this off on a tangent. I cried. <laughs> of course you cried, Yessie. I, I totally see that. But, like, in, there, was in room, a moment. there was room on that door. So I hate that movie because there was room on the door for Jack. This right. is bullshit. No. Yeah, we just laid out. I'll never let go, man. I, oh my Jack. god. That's I just, a whole. I just did my hair, Jack. Yeah. That's why we all still love Leo because we knew his ass could have got on the could've, on the door. Been right. Saved. Yeah, and he he took the L for his shorty. I respect that. Jack, your breast stinks right now. <laughs> hey, my man lips turning blue. Hey, let my man live. She's just like let go. Just bye. Jack, bye. <laughs> I have a theory about the t- titanic and the notebook in terms of how it uh i won't say stereotype but it, it also it, it puts love at a different level like it's kind of unattainable right now mm. we can talk about that another <laughs> that's a that's another po- that's, that's a, a whole, whole podcast. Another podcast therapy session yeah jack, yeah jack i have a boyfriend back home <laughs> you decide peace she I'm did sorry. by the way yeah she, <laughs> she did. did she was engaged oh, oh that's right <laughs> oh, yeah, i forgot about that yo oh. yes that's you was really in the movie <laughs> she was <laughs> I did not remember that part. She was <laughs> screaming Jack's name the whole time, yeah. probably in the movie. Yes, and she, last she got weekend. the necklace at the end. I remember the necklace. <laughs> oh man! Okay, all right, we're gonna, we're gonna switch topics old. now. We're gonna switch topics. This, this is the cue to switch topics. All right. Um, second thing I think we want to go through is influencers. Yeah. Oh, talk about it. Um, that was a, a next big topic. I think in Ad Week that we saw across multiple esports, whatever. Just picking the right one thing that was resonate with us. We talked about. Um, metrics for influencers. Oh God, metrics. Which no one has. And I don't think anyone has that. And I don't think anyone's we, we figured have metrics. it out. Everyone claims they do, but are they the right Twitter, ones? Twitter has me- look. It, look, we got metrics. You ain't say nothing about the right what's, ones. What's, what's the metrics? So tell- <laughs> you ain't that's, say that's nothing about the problem. Right. Well, I mean, I think that that's the tricky part, and I think that's the portion of the culture right now that hates. Like they hate influencers. Like everyday people can't stand the word influencer. It 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 triggers them for whatever reason. And I think a portion of that is that you know they don't really do anything super specific outside of just creating the videos in a manner. This it's I think it's highly directed. You you know what's I'm glad you brought that up. One thing that I think was really interesting to me is that even the definition of an influencer amongst our marketing community is only tied to content creation. Yeah, and I don't think that's what an influencer is, especially like the influencers well, that we work with. Out before. They're doing events. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's true. We out there like, I need you to plan this event. Like, and be the face of well, the brand. Well, we only and host. have influencers because we can't afford the real motherfuckers we try Hold to on, get. R- Ryan, what did you say? <laughs> I was talking. I said I was talking about how uh, we we define influencers as content creators, and I don't think influ- Brand, brands their only brands job. define them as content creators. Not. <laughs> not not on not on our brand. Well, no, not obviously so not you. Hold on, hold on, Ryan. What was that you said again? <laughs> chill, 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 chill. You chill. dropped that bomb again. I'm coming across the table. <laughs> Do you guys think that Ad Week jumped on the whole creator thing late in the game? Because obviously, creators have been, been around, around for, for a minute for a while. Yeah, it's um, a little plate. And I feel now 
creators are changing too because now they're getting more money, right? They're they're getting paid more. Yeah. They're being asked to represent brands more. Yeah. So they are feeling probably feeling the pressure to create specific content. So I wonder if Adweek just jumped on it. I think they did, but I, the but I also it's trendy. Or is it the right time? It's trendy. Is it the it's right trendy. Time? Nah, it's late. Slate. It's late, but it's enough to attract uh, that many people to that, Adweek. That, yeah, that Jewish <laughs> said, uh, it's because people didn't understand. The, the people don't understand over. it. Yeah, it's yeah, definitely over. That's what he's been saying. It's almost over, but I think the aspect of it is is the true artists won't create content that includes them per se. Like they'll make content on behalf of the brand that don't include that doesn't include them in the video, right? And so, for you Suge Knight fans out there, like oh, dancing in the videos, singing in the videos, they're not doing any of that. Most of it's going to be like really directed aspects of the content that brands really do want and they don't have to tie it to a person but even like so it's so yeah for us we act like for our brand we actually do have our influencers creating some content but yeah. we it's organic so we have them just like yeah. we're giving cutting a check they can create content but they're also managing and executing events so yeah. they're the face and the host of the brand i think that has the most value though when you're doing because the they're engaging event. right Absolutely. so it's, it's we'll call it consumer engagement right yeah. so we're they're engaging with consumers and you know their network of people that they know. So they might invite, they'll bring people I, through. They might, you know, do a nightlife event and they might bring I am Sue or some of the, you know, dope artists and, yeah. you know, all Zach the great King people, in them, yeah. all that. But I think that there's a distinction now where it's might be, there's a content, there's content creators and then there's influencers. And I think influencers are overly pop, like overly branded word that doesn't mean shit to have <sighs> our community because so they define it in multiple different ways that there is no definition but we're actually figuring out right now working with one of our um one of my coworkers on defining what the influencer metrics are for our brand and what we need yeah I have a question so, so on that have, my question is if you're a brand because again me and yes have no context really here on this we know it exists but we don't know how you guys decide so right. my mm. question is when you're looking at it's crap. Is it, is, it, it's crap. is it the number of followers you, or is it the yeah. authenticity? So 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 uh, I'll, I'll break it down. Um, the, the break way, it down, Mike. Break it down. Well, one, uh, this is one of those spaces that like, let's just just as n- nobody knows what the hell they're talking about. So like, it, and it's really really difficult for marketers and um, for like these MBAs and, and really really smart people yeah. to to not have a structure and have. What is right and what is wrong? Yeah. What it breaks down to is like two essential things, and your approach to those two things can be whatever. It's the audience that you're reaching and the quality of the content. So, like, how do you make sure you're reaching the right person, mm-hmm. and how do you make sure you're getting good, authentic, you know, high quality breakthrough, whatever the word you want to put before it, content? Uh, I think it's a million different approaches out there. I'll, I'll tell you like my, two of my hot takes on it. Um, for for audience, there there are. There are services out there who can help you identify, you know, the demographics and everybody that you're hitting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think the the uh, uh, scrappy way of doing it is I just ask for, um, you know, what's the following? What's the engagement number? What's the percentage of my market? So U.S. just just U.S. Um, and and net that out, and then put a CPM on it. Yeah. So so you you have you know a hundred thousand followers, you have five percent engagement. And fifty percent are in the U.S. That hundred thousand, I can't do math that quick, but but turns, <laughs> right. but turns to a, a much much smaller reach, really really quick, really really quick. So then you put a, put a CPM, whatever you think the the appropriate CPM is on it, then you probably shouldn't be paying more than more than that, right? 
um, call it five, ten times or whatever you would yeah. pay for a social media CPM. Yeah. Right. I don't remember. There were so many influencer panels. I can't remember which one it was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they, it, they mean, mentioned, they they right, they mentioned like three things, right? So they said, and we could talk about, you know, what's the measure of them. I think Mike spoke on a couple of them, but it was about reach, resonance, and reaction. And I think one of the ones oh, that yeah. was interesting was reaction in terms of like, how are people actually re- responding to their content? And so for me, it's like, I could look at sentiment of that influencer if they're big enough, right? If they have enough, you know, if we're going to go through their uh, content and stuff. But resonance is really important, I think, for a spirit brand in terms of the people that they engage. So if, if I've said influencer that can engage with a set amount of unique influencers in that market, then great. If, they're, if their pool of people is smaller and their network isn't really, it, it kind of pressure tests if their network mm-hmm. is really as strong as we think it is for an aspirational brand or a luxury brand for the brands that I work on, right? So those are the things like I'm, that we're creating metrics around because I'm, once we create those metrics, then I think people will start saying, oh, shit, like, you guys have some metrics to track us yeah. again. Exactly. So, so it's so, a brand-to-brand <laughs> kind of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so to me, no, the, the resident yeah. goes into the quality of content. Yeah. And um, I'll tell you a, a story with a company like I work at. I think people see, you know, big company X. Yeah. Um, th- let's say I work for Verizon. Mm-hmm. Um, they see Verizon on a brief and they... they with their head, they're saying, let me not fuck up this check. Right. So let me do whatever they told me to do on this brief. Let me go look at their old whack content, mm-hmm. repeat yeah. it, and I just get a little product placement right here. Right. Yeah. Versus, uh, I'll use our boy our, our boy Jinx as an example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout uh, out to my man Jinx. So Jinx, um, shout who's, out to- Who's Brent. Jinx? A uh, good friend of ours went to Morales College, uh, was on Complex, is now on State of the uh, State of the Culture. With oh, Joe yeah. And, I was uh, on set on. last week. Yeah. With the- that's, that's, my, that's our guy. <laughs> he's he's that's dope. Our he's, he's super smart. Jersey represented. He's a good guy. So, so um, he, he he had a post like maybe like a week or two ago, and I, and I I recognized I was thinking through this influencer stuff, um, and he had some converse, and he he said, oh the off white joints, yeah yeah, yeah so yeah. And he said thank you at whoever mm-hmm. at converse, um, and and that was. Like he had a personal connection. That's different. That brand was humanized for him. Yeah, right. that's exactly. But that's but that's the difference. But though. like, how do you humanize? That's different. These large brands, and that's the thing. It's like you have to create that personal connection. Like they shouldn't have a relationship with the the agency, but not have a relationship with you. So like, yeah, how do you that. make that's, sure that's that's actually a really good point? That's some of the things that we're talking about because it's you know they're hired brands. by that they're hired by that uh, agency partner to do something for a brand, right? Versus it's like twice removed from the actual exactly. content yeah. or for the actual it's, ask that's being asked of them, and right? It's, and it's not devaluing the agency. The agency should still have that relationship and still be maintaining that day-to-day relationship. No. But they should be able to have pick up a number and, and have somebody at X brand no, that they I don't can think, call. I don't think anybody thinks that they're being de- – I mean, they might think they're being devalued, but I think that a lot of – another plug for Twitter. It allows – it it really does allow brands to be able to personify like – if your brand was a person, how would they speak? How would they look at different things? How would mm-hmm. they react to different things? And those, those <laughs> like Wendy's is showing out, like on Wendy's, Twitter, like, yo, every like day. Wendy's is always going ham. And there's a whole story about this. <laughs> One of the brand managers, because we had our, I wonder our, if he got promoted. That guy, <laughs> whoever it was, he definitely got a check because he definitely did it right. But we, we had our our one team summit and um, one of the brand managers. A lot like you guys were. They did a pop up shop in London. So as you guys know, there's no Wendy's in in London. That's not I, a no, thing. No, I didn't. Well, now did you not know. know. Now I know, right? <laughs> well, now you know. Wendy's, Wendy's you is fancy not, Negro. Yeah. Well, Wendy's <laughs> is not like McDonald's, like where McDonald's is super global. Everywhere. So. Oh no! Can we can we make a chicken George joke right now? No, don't make a chicken. <laughs> no, 
Off topic. Let, let me finish. <laughs> let me finish first, and then you can make the joke. So, so the brand manager's out there. He's like, oh, you know, they had a pop up shop. They had the burgers, X, Y, and Z, whatever. And they just sell burgers. It's not like they do anything that's really super special. But the tone of voice is what makes them so special. So, they're the brand manager's at the event. And somebody walks up to him, one of the guys that's just attending the event, he's like, oh, my God, I love Wendy's. Wendy's is great, X, Y, and Z. And the brand manager's like, wait, we don't have Wendy's in the UK. Like, how do you love us? Like, what do you mean you love us? He's like, well, I follow your Twitter handle, and, and I love wow. how you guys tweet. Like, it's so that's fun. Powerful. I enjoy that. So it's like, boom, there it is. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you, it's it's interesting when you can cultivate a voice and carve out who you are as a as a person as a brand because people do connect to it a little bit differently than Mm -hmm. they did anything else so if you can find a perfect balance between doing what wendy's did and then doing what converse did where they recognize people in the culture they can send and kind of activate you would have won the branding challenge of the day and and that's real and i the Wendy's, the Wendy's example comes up a lot, and one it thing, does. I'm actually kind of tired of it. I mean, y'all, what, what, y'all good. Y'all I, good. I'm not. I'm not tired of it. You know why? Because I think it is a good example for well, because it's Wendy's. It's, it's still a good, number two and selling It's a burgers. good example of a brand that doesn't use their <laughs> of course that doesn't ha- that doesn't use mascots to get to right. a personification <laughs> of who they are. It was so, his daughter, right? That's it. So, so, so the Wendy's example is a good one. And I just want to, I just, the reason I want, want to pick on it for a little bit is because um, people bring it up a lot. And I just want people to know that they have like, I think it's like their scope for like three or four community managers and they have a full-time comedian who, yeah. who writes all their tweets. Who's black? That's interesting. So, yeah. so, so it's, it's, it's resources. Yeah. Right. You know, resources. So, so people ask like, why can't we be Wendy's? Well, you're not, you're not setting, you have, right. you have somebody who's dedicated to 20% digital. So or, or you're you selling, or you're selling diapers. <laughs> Right. Yeah, but that's real. Might not be your and, tone. And you know what's so funny about where we are right now today? To your point, Mike, you are so spot on. Is that give them a bomb? Brands, <laughs> brands. Every I like, I like get a bomb. every you, you about you about to get you a I bomb right a bomb. here because we just talked about that. <laughs> Me and Yes just talked about how a bunch of brands because Yes is in multicultural and a bunch of brands are now looking at. Um, you know, the success of Black Panther and the success of a lot of different brands as it comes to activating the black culture and the Latinx community Um, and even the Asian community with crazy rich Asians. And it's hard to do because you want to look at these brands and the agencies be like, look, it's not a switch you can just turn on. Like you can't just you can't just mime or do the ventriloquist kind of act and get it like you have to have people that look like these people in your rooms to be able to speak exactly because anything else seems inauthentic the reason why wendy's wins is because they're authentic like what they're tweeting is like we they're speaking in the right terms at the right time and the right tone in the the right right tone. tone and so we're like okay we we definitely know a person who's handling wendy's is clearly a person of color Oh yeah, and so we can connect with that, right? And how many Wendy's you not seen in the hood? Me, me and Mike went to Morehouse. We was in Atlanta. <laughs> we all we ate was Wendy's. For real. I actually love that. I can tell like people of color vo's now. Yeah, like just voiceovers and like uh, commercials oh, yeah, or I love whatever. That. Lena Waithe for AT and T. Yeah, Ving Rhames for Arby's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All state guy. guy. Fun fact: uh, a black lady was the uh, the operator lady. The one that's like, oh, word? Was, yeah, she was on like Oprah or something, and she did the voice, and everybody like flipped out, like word. it was crazy. <laughs> um, but I, I don't, I don't mess with the Popeyes lady. 
<laughs> yeah, it's a little. I'm just gonna keep it a buck with you. I'm, I don't mess we can't, with the Popeyes. Let's, let's, let's save that one for another. We talking about Brandon now? Hey, Listen, this is not a tangent. Was, he was about, hey, this, this is not. She does look like she makes some we, good chicken. Hey, look, we gonna have to. Switch. Somebody from Jackson, Mississippi. Hey, she look like she hey, make okay ass. Somebody from Jackson, Mississippi. Hey, I don't know. Yeah, you, the chicken would, you would know like that. You would know. But I will tell you what, Popeyes. She got, she got chicken us. grease on her elbows. Y'all call us. Y'all call us because y'all need help. Speaking of speaking of chicken, I do like how like Chick Fil A. If you like see the chick-fil-a memes they're always positively reinforcing the yeah. brand like in terms of like this is how they do training like the chicken's cold like make yeah. sure the chicken's hot like yeah. all that kind of stuff i think is super dope like that's the, just happening the organically thing, the right? good thing about chick-fil-a is the chicken's good the one i mean if the chicken's bad yeah. we don't have this conversation but but the fact delicious. that the outside of outside of the troubles they've had as a brand outside of selling chicken. They've done a really good job of capitalizing on the super healthy model of America right now. Like don't eat beef, eat chicken, right? And yep. not not that it's super healthy. Eat fried chicken. Eat fried chicken. But it's it's, it's one it's step mass, remo- right? it's one step yeah. removed from the super unhealthy stuff. Right. And they've really leaned into that, which I really appreciated, right? Because I mean their mascot is a cow, which is ironic. Yeah. So it's not fried. It's pressure cooked. Oh. <laughs> you do know your chicken. Drop a bomb for yourself, Mike. Hold on, hold Drop on. a bomb pressure for you, Mike. Oh, pressure cooked. Ooh, oh my there goodness. There it is. It is pressure cooked. I, I don't know. I didn't know it's that. A, it's pressure cooked. Well, but the theory Y'all is got it's air a little, bit, the of, other day? A little bit of pickle juice is, is apparently the secret. Uh, really? They're not letting it out. But yes. That's what they were holding that's, back that's, from? That's, that's oh, yeah. I did hear about the pickle juice situation. The pickle juice. It's good. All right. So for all the listeners out there, we about to have a, a little cookout joint. Yeah. We about to just and it might be Friday. We if I'm wrong on it completely, don't, don't hate we me. Gonna, we going to air fry it in the air fryer with some pickle juice and see where oh, we man. land. <laughs> all right, man. Do we want to close or we want to do, we want to do one last ad color let's thing? Couple, yeah, let's, let's touch on ad color real quick. Okay, let's um, do that. Let's do that. So you got to lead it. You got to lead it since you were there. Yeah. You know, so the rest of us didn't make it in. Ad color, <laughs> ad color has been a foundation in the advertising space. When we talk about brands that don't have people of color behind them but wanting to activate within the culture, ad color was designed as a platform for the people of color that have really been killing it and just like changing the perception and fighting those battles for people of color to have representation within the advertising, but also um, understanding how brands and people of color kind of converge, right? We're the people in America that have the craziest of buying power and our advertising wouldn't indicate that i think we should speak to that right and i think each of us probably individually can speak to the vendors that we've engaged with sure the agencies that come and pitch for um business. pitch for business yeah i know i've i've had to actively say i'm going to hire a agency of color <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, I mean, i'm sure they come which in is, and it's all white <laughs> which is crazy <laughs> for simple. you because of, of anybody here you have like With the, the blackity black brand yes exactly <laughs> <laughs> the blackity black we brand. respect the culture yes look my daddy drank hennessy his daddy drank hennessy respect a, the culture here's a question absolutely why yeah why couldn't ad color exist within ad week why do we have to celebrate Ooh, talk about it bomb why how do, how do you, how do you bomb, feel like? about it yes tell me about it 
Well, I mean, personally, I've never been to Add Color, unfortunately. We're getting you there next year. Easy. I want to go there next year. I want to go there next year. It's, on, it's recorded, too. I, <laughs> you know, you. I've been in multicultural marketing for... A minute. Many years. A minute. Many, I look younger than I am. Yeah, look, you've <laughs> but, done it. But I've been in multicultural marketing for a long time, and I've noticed that these amazing conferences yeah. are always separate. All yeah. the multicultural conferences are separate. Yeah. And unfortunately, that always brings more multicultural people to listen to the message that we already know yeah. about, right? So why couldn't an amazing platform like Ad Color exist within Ad Week? You know, so I, that it hits all the people, you know, all of the decision makers that are unfortunately not of color. I, I agree. So that we can change the industry. I think so I think that the <laughs> she gets a full alert. I'm done. Turn. Your, Mike, get off the get off the your, button. Get off the button. Put your, put your phones down. It's a wrap. <laughs> People are at work while we're recording this. <laughs> right, Mike. Say. Come on now. I need um, a gunshot. <laughs> I think that you bring up an excellent point. Yes, and I think that is something that they're looking at at least having a panel for. But I think the common misconception when it comes to ad color is that it's for just people of color. A lot of the the main stakeholders are white people that come in that really are allies and are trying to understand how to go back to their agencies, back to their publishers, and figure out how we can position and make our messaging better for what the real America looks like, which is not Courtney from Darien, Connecticut, and not... Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and for listen, everyone. I think, so looking at my social media feed last week when Ad Color was happening, sure, I probably saw... A hundred yeah. posts from people that went to add color. Yeah. And I have seen zero from Ad Week. Yeah. So us I agree. brown and black people I agree. Mm-hmm. are so engaged in that space and so interested yeah. that we're tweeting, posting, um, taking mm-hmm. photos and really proud of that space. Yeah. And Ad Week, you know, obviously it's an an amazing platform as well, space. but the, the engagement is different. So you know, you know what it is? I completely agree yeah. with keeping ad color, you know, as it is, a special conference but, but i we think need we need to extra. In, exactly. I agree. we need to integrate with it you. because yes we had um we had ad color did a panel i didn't make it to it shout out to kevin lee from droga five he's awesome yeah 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 on, yeah was, tiffany r warren you know shout okay. out um so they're, uh their agency of record for creative but they had a panel there but amongst the hundred panels with majority one White, one. white males. Oh, I'll be specific. And, and going back to um, the creator yeah. conversation, how many of the creators were diverse? No. <laughs> I'll, I'll say, speak about it real no, quick. No. I do want to say at Ad Week, I literally had one panel, so they had like their pictures and their names above them, and I I couldn't tell the difference from the panel. They were all like five white males, <laughs> slim. I remember um, that. And if, like, you, if you look at the creator, thirty-five years old, the creator space, a lot of diverse people, Latin, black, kill it, are finding. Their own, they they create content because they can't find the content anywhere else. Yes. It's their voice. Yes, right. They their can't find authenticity yeah. anywhere else. And why aren't aren't they represented there on Ad Week? I why agree. does it have to be at Ad Color or at the multicultural? Yeah, conference? that is separate. I agree. That's why we're I'm here. That's why we're all here. That's right? why we're talking about it. Yes, come on, baby. I see you. I Bringing it back. It. Yeah, <laughs> bring it full circle. Yeah, look. Yes, it's not wow. with it. Y'all could better do better. Because that's why upset. the marketing misfits are here now. <laughs> yeah, so ready, y'all, she's ready to come get y'all. Well, while we're on this, this topic, because uh, so I went through my media plan today. Um, oh, did you, Michael? Yeah. yeah what so happened? We, no, our 2019 <laughs> media plan uh, got presented to us today, and. Um, one of the things where that's in the many things that we're focused on was multicultural. And I didn't say this out loud, but one thing I was thinking in my head was, cause it should be there. But my question was like, at what point is it not something separate? Right. Mm-hmm. Cause it, cause yeah. it, it, oh, you mean that polycultural or are we about to get into that? Or? I, I don't know. I just, okay. I, don't, uh, I hate that word already. 
Uh, we can. That's an, I, that could be a whole other. We I can talk about it. I'm not. I'm not ready. I hate racially ambiguous. We can talk about it, but it might be another one. I mean. I think we should talk about it. I think you it just might not be this it. one. Yeah. yeah. That's okay. The next, that's All right. The next we'll get on another one. We'll get on another one. But, 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 but I am, I am wondering, like, at what point do we stop? Um, and, and I almost don't want to say this because I don't want us to stop multicultural, um, initiatives, but at what point it, are, are we far enough where it's, it, where it doesn't have to be separate? It can be ingrained. Right. Well, going back to Stu's comment about movie, the movie industry, yeah. Crazy Rich Asians, right? <laughs> if they launched a movie just to reach the Asian population in the U.S., yeah. Uh, it would have been a very small audience that yeah. they would have drawn because Asians are only 5% of the population. Come on, but Data. I went to see it. Love it. And I love the of movie. Course. I've heard it's really good. I yeah, I want to see it too. And when I looked at the audience, it was blacks, yeah. whites, yep. Hispanics, Asians. You know the crazy it part was about everybody. That? The crazy part about that is like America is made up of immigrants. And so exactly. a lot of the same sentiments, though it's crazy rich Asians, is like, yo, my parents are from Ghana, West Africa. A lot of those same like conversations and different kind of you know ways of raising a child in america they're they're all prevalent it it goes across all different connected i agree pay attention to when you travel outside of the u.s and you go to a latin american country Mm -hmm. or to europe or to asia or to africa Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of the things that you grow up with in your culture yeah. are very similar. It's true. You know, the passion for food, the yes. passion for music, the community. passion for family, the yeah, community, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the comedy. It's mm-hmm. all very similar. So when you go see a movie and a lot of these things are somehow represented there, it just hits you yeah. in a different level. So, But we're not the ones that's the problem, though. Yes. Exactly. Like, no. we we trying to get the so other people going, to come going through. Going back to your point, you know, <laughs> is it all merging? Is it all? Be, is yeah. there really multicultural versus no multicultural? I think brands have to figure out what their position is. Their position has to be, it should be, how do we speak to a person or a group of people that have typically been disenfranchised? Because you, if you're a brand like P&G, you've spent a hundred years talking to one group of people. There is no reason why, you know, you should be upset that a Fenty Beauty comes through and crushes an entire crushes. market. Right? I just bought some Fenty Be- Beauty. I know. I seen <laughs> it. Sephora I bag. seen it in your Sephora bag, yo. If you guys Shout don't out to know, Fenty. <laughs> y- yes came through with a bag of Sephora stuff. Like she looted the place. <laughs> but it's crazy that we're now getting to that point where brands are like, oh shit, we should probably build out something for this audience. It's 2018. And you know what's the heartbreaking part about this is, as salespeople as marketers we get in front of these big brands and we tell them this message yeah and they don't listen sometimes you know they're like oh we're not ready yet we don't have the assets we don't have the people we don't have the materials and then a year goes by and fenty beauty comes out and you're like we're ready (laughs) (laughs) we're ready to go now we're ready we have the people we we we, you know we can take them yeah no you can't it's true i think think it's funny is talk about uh finding the universal in the specific Right. Yeah. So you can specifically tell a story about an Asian American couple. Yeah. I don't know the whole. I haven't seen There's it. I want to see it. Differentiation but, everywhere. But you, you know, but find, the universal is a love story. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Through mm-hmm. the lens of the specific, which is this Asian the couple. Trojan horse. Yeah. yeah so you I got have, you. I think that's really important that a lot of brands lose, and even the vice versa could happen to something like like a Hennessy brand, for yeah. example. Um, <laughs> for example. For example, where <laughs> they where I've had situations where i've had to say no to certain i have to be i'm trying to be very careful with my words but um i had to say no to certain type of content publishers that just wouldn't 
it's, that the, would, it's the wrong vehicle. That would polycultural create, you know, polycultural for the for the worst for the brand, right? But so, it's the wrong vehicle. Because it's the wrong vehicle. Yeah. Because it's such, Hennessy is such an ingrained brand in the culture. Yeah. That no. you have to be very careful about how you move forward with that. You know what well, I mean? Well, so to me that, that that's what that's what gets me about the whole multicultural thing. So yeah. so so multicultural as a definition should be multiple cultures. Yeah. So you're telling me that every time we're not focused on multicultural, we're focused on one? Well, I mean focus on gym pop. Yeah, I mean look, <laughs> I, I I get it. I get the whole like mass messaging portion of Everything it. Everything should be multiple culture focused. I mean, yeah, but that's not what America is. I mean, yeah, the, like it's, it's not. It's not. It, that's not what it it's is. Just a Nigerian. Uh, no, I'm just uh, Ghanaian. Ghanaian. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I did that. See, that's, come on. You. That's part of the problem. That's part. Of- <laughs> <laughs> I was just playing. No, no, no. I, I think. Look, I think we try to stray away from the fact that different cultures have different ways of communicating. Like when we talk about black Twitter, people are always like, yo, well, how do I find black Twitter? If you're not in black Twitter, you won't know it. You won't find it. You won't find it because people of color, and that's the crazy thing. That's the reason why, you know, the Latinx and the black community are so close is because we all speak in code. And so Mm -hmm. we understand each other very easily. And I think that when you look at messaging from marketing, it's the same way. You can you can connect broadly, but what's wrong with having another touch point that's specifically speaking to me exactly. as Especially. a person of color? I think Latinx is really important term that one of like we just talked about at work recently about right. you know referring to because it's spoken in the, in the masculine you know yeah. in the right way right sure. so I think that's something that's important that we didn't touch on but I think yeah. that's good yeah and I think you know it's not to force. Uh, message about a specific group of people yeah. if they're not using your brand. But I've noticed that some brands will literally see black folks, yeah. Hispanic folks coming into their stores and they don't activate around these audiences. Yeah. They're at your store. Yeah. You should have a it's strategy. True. I feel like H&M Why is just getting, <laughs> just getting there. They're just getting there. Exactly. I don't know. Black people are still like, nah, we ain't messing with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to have that and more. Yeah, that's time. probably the next time. That'll be next time. That and more. Next time, that siren's really long. It's a lot, yeah, it's, it's a like long. a 15 second long siren, yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, so this is the episode of um, this is the second episode of the pilot of the marketing misfits or, or marketing misfits. Misfits. I like that, misfits I like marketers. it, yeah. I think it's what marketing we misfits. are. That's it, we, 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 the well, I mean, I don't want marketing say, misfits, I want to say breakfast club, but we, I we just, did descent, we did detention kids. Yeah, man. I, <laughs> just, I just love how the two of you kind of disclose where you work. I mean. <laughs> Look, I'm that not happens. ashamed that I work at the at the bird. They, you know what I'm saying? Bird they're really game. black. We're we're Hispanic and biracial. Over I mean, here. look, <laughs> Twitter's a social media I'm company, and it's out there, and and you guys can still find. It. I mean, my name is on my profile, so it's not like yeah, it's yeah. a big secret. Right. I was I'm going say to the delete opinions, my LinkedIn right now. Right. Yeah. I was going <laughs> to say the opinions of this podcast are not associated yeah, with Hennessy, yeah, all that. Right. Not associated. Exactly. Yeah. So, no opinions. No opinions associated with the companies we work for. My name is Mike Summers. Yes. Stu. Ryan. And we are the Marketing Misfits.